Network. to Monday, from L.A. to around the world. Around the world. This is The Ticket, all sports, all the time, with your boys, former NFL Philadelphia Eagle, Ray Ellis, and Fan Man. Your n- number one fan-oriented sports talk leader, Voice America. Hey, welcome sports fans. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Fan Man. That's him, and I'm Ray, Here of I am. course. And uh, we're back again for another week. Another week of Cardinals losing. Yeah, there's uh, some consistency going on there with the Cardinals. Well, and it's, it's not winning. I kind of told you about the consistency uh, in April, um, May, uh, March, April, May. Is that what it is? Yeah, I'm, I've been telling you about the inconsistency of the Cardinals, and they continue their progress toward a zero and four preseason, and also a zero and six start for the season of 2007. And I don't think they're going to end up in the. Uh, in the playoffs, let alone the Super Bowl. Well, that's the uh, pessimistic approach that you take at yeah. all times. And, uh, uh, that's right. I'm we, negative. Yeah, we've, yeah. Got, we've even got some players on the team that are saying, listen, you know, losing is something of the past. And preseason, to many players, particularly the veteran players, preseason is just that. For them, it's just a tune-up to get ready for the regular season. Well, I guess we'll see uh, this, uh, this game in San Diego, isn't it? Yeah, it is, oh, and uh, it does. But it, you know what? It what? Does, it doesn't make a difference. Who I, it is. I know it doesn't make a difference. And, but it, I, and I, in preseason, and many times, like there were some mistakes made, and part of the mistakes of which Coach Wiz said the mistakes was because they had seen some fronts that they had not seen before. And many times, you can't get an opportunity to to practice every front that you could possibly see. So you know, well, it's that's a preseason what pre-se- game. That's what preseason's so, all so about. You just isn't go it? out and, you see just go out and play. Well, well, that's it what it pre- is. What it is. That's what preseason's all about. To see what's coming up. What should they be looking for? Yeah, but. They look at the game highlights. Do they look at game film? They looked at maybe some previous game highlights, but the fact of the matter is they didn't have a whole lot of footage on, you know, on Houston. And you know, they just wanted to go out and say, you know, mono on mono. Let's see who wins. Okay. Anyway, if you'd like to call in eight six six four seven two five seven eight eight again eight six six four seven two five seven eight eight. Coming up in about five more minutes, uh, Pat Summerall will be on live with uh, with the uh, with us with Ray and Fan Man. Man, that's gonna be exciting. That's gonna be exciting. Uh, Pat's gonna be talking about his upcoming show on the Voice America Sports Radio Network, and we're looking forward to that so in about uh, five more minutes or six more minutes pat will be on and uh so that's what's happening right well as what's i told up? you you know last week i, I was yeah. pretty excited about the opportunity and we apologize for those who may have been listening i think we mentioned that pat perhaps maybe was going to be on the show last right. week we did. And, and, and like many of you uh, we were we were disappointing but uh, uh disappointed he wasn't able to make it but he's going to be here today and that that's just as i said before it's just a tremendous opportunity for me. As a matter of fact, I, I'm going to say this, and, I, and, and when Pat's on the air, I would say this too, you know. Uh, Pat, who's been a former player, you know, a great football player, you know, great announcer. And, and I, I said I'm not going to use that word, you know, the wrong way. But I can certainly say this, that when it comes time for people to go into the Hall of Fame, they've had sports writers go in there. I'm not sure if an announcer has gone in yet, but if there's a chance for a retired athlete, I mean mm-hmm. retired announcer, because maybe Pat's not going to go back to And a, and a former pro football player. I think Pat should definitely go in as a broadcaster. I mean, he is outstanding at what he did, and I think he's going to be a great asset for us. I think uh, also that I think Pat might be in the National Association of Broadcasters Hall of Fame. It might be on, on there. We'll I'm talking him. to pro football. Oh, you're talking about thing. pro football. Pro oh, Canton, football. Ohio. Can- oh, okay. Canton, Ohio. Well, let, let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, what happened last week. Uh, you know, it looks like... Like, yeah, uh, and this happen? is something that we were not aware of. Let's say uh, when I say we, I certainly was not aware of this. But, uh, you know, obviously, uh, as I've been saying to you, 
that I think that there is a quarterback controversy here with this team. You know, I think so, too, because uh, Wizenhunt's coming up to the to the mic and saying, hey, you know, if you don't perform, we're going to make some changes. They already made changes on the cornerback. Yeah, he's he, uh, but, 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 but that's at other positions. But I'm talking about, in particular, at the quarterback position, because if you remember, uh, you know, I think it was against First the game. Raiders, and, uh, you know, we got a chance to get, uh, to get Kurt into the lineup. Uh, you know, Matt, you know, came out and looked a little rusty. Kurt came in, looked very sharp, took the team down, scored. Wiz pulled him out, put him on the side. We didn't see anything else of him. I told you at that time. You told me. And you, I said there was no, something to that. You did. And sure enough, Matt comes out in, uh, in the media after he's had a game of which he was 7-for-7 seven seven and said that, in fact, that Wiz told him he had to step his game step up. Step his game up. Well, you know, I saw on TV just the other day here in the local media here in Phoenix that Matt was doing a um, – a uh, photography shoot on uh, GQ with some hot-looking blonde. And I don't know if that was done prior to the preseason or prior to training camp or that, well, it, that it happened could have, the other day. The could, girl's hot, though. Well, it could have I mean, possibly been done he, before. But what's that got to do with football? Well, I'm just saying, you know, I mean, you know, if he's doing a, if he's doing a photo shoot, shouldn't he be doing that, like, prior to preseason? I, I just don't know when the, when the shoot actually took place. Well, you know, it's interesting. The girl's hot. Because you are a fan man. I'm fan man. And, yeah, and one thing about I'm, it is, is fans are concerned about the fact that, hey, is this guy having too many off-field distractions? That's yeah, well, it's Hollywood. From, yeah, well. Yeah. Well, is that what's happening? I mean, they're showing that's attributing to him not performing it, on the field. It could be. Well, the, again, you know, when you're a person in the Was National Football on? League, and for some reason or another, Damn. you know, you know, people are just, you know, following you all the time. The media is following you all the time, and people want a piece of you at all times. That could be somewhat distracting. But I'm thinking that Matt is the professional that can separate those two lives. Well, let's let, we're, we're going to find out this week. This will be the telltale week of what's going to happen. With well, the he showed situation. us something last week because last week he went seven for seven. Seven for seven, yeah. Which is good. He went seven for seven and went down and got a scoring drive and threw a little touchdown pass, you know, and uh, you know looked better, a lot well, better. The Cardinals improved in some areas during the second preseason game, uh, which was a 33-20 to loss to Houston. But uh, the coach, Wisenhunt, cringed when the Cards lost a touchdown because of a penalty. These things have to be worked out. And playing San Diego, and they're not even playing LT, uh, I can imagine, you know, they better get their act together. They don't have too much more time. They broke camp yesterday. They're going to be in the Valley today. And they're going to continue practicing. But um, they, they have to pick it up a little bit, I think. Well, it, there's no doubt about it that they, they have to pick it up, you know, particularly if, if they're going to do what I – predicted they would and that is to make it into the playoffs you know you got seattle who who's looking pretty good you get look san francisco who's looking better they're really looking and good. uh and then you got you know you got uh, the rams and the rams are a very good football team and particularly when it comes game time their teams that, that find a way to win and that's what we got to do we this team has got to find a way well, you know to what win. even the, uh, during the houston game <clears throat> they played the first stringers and they took them out after the uh, quarter and a half or two quarters but the third the second and third strings didn't just measure up i mean houston was playing second and third string right how can they didn't measure up to win the game. It was a 33-20 loss. They should have picked it up and showed. I mean, these guys are all fighting for jobs, right? Well, yeah, yeah. to me, and, and that's what, would, uh, if anything, that I would be concerned about if I were one of those players, I would be concerned about my time to shine and, and I not perform well. And what happened with this team, and this, again, this is not just based upon my assumption. I, I can see some things, and as I watch a game, I can tell what's a mental mistake as opposed to a physical mistake. And this is a team that was making a lot of mental mistakes, not just on the defensive side mm-hmm. of the ball, but also on the offensive side of the ball mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And, those, that, and, and if you're going to win, you can't make those you can't make, you, you can't make mistakes. The, yeah, you can't make those mistakes. Where well, the Eagles play uh, finally on Sunday night, that'll be interesting to see Donovan. 
Uh, well, I saw Donovan last week. Donovan looked I didn't see excellent. Do you have uh, DirecTV where well, you get all the games? I don't, I don't know what I have, but I was watching I don't make as much money at a bar as you someplace. You know, oh, watching you were at some bar. And Donovan out. looked for inviting as sharp as he's ever looked. Well, there you go. The Eagles are going to be uh, they're going to they're going to be climbing. Well, you're always talking about your favorite team. As that's a fan, my favorite you can, team. You can yeah, do that. I think the Eagles are. You know, they keep on saying the Eagles are going to be in the cellar of the NFC East. I doubt it. I think the Eagles are going to be right in playoff contention. They're going to take it just like they did last year. They shouldn't have gotten rid of uh, Garcia. Anyway, if you like to call in eight six six four seven. Again, 866-472-5788. This is Fan Man on the Ray Ellis Sports Show on the Voice America Sports Radio Network. Pat Summerall coming up right after the break. We'll be right back. now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a business ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two, and it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras playing to win. With Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Form. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Form, or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Can't get enough of college basketball? We can't either. Tune into the College Basketball Experience with host Jim Haney for the ultimate interactive basketball talk radio show. Don't just watch college basketball, hear about it and talk about it with those who know college basketball best, the coaches. The College Basketball Experience airs live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 o'clock Eastern, with Jim Haney, the Executive Director of the National Association of Basketball Coaches. Participate in active open discussions on current topics in college basketball and as Jim brings listeners insight from today's top college basketball coaches, as well as stories and opinions from the legends of college basketball. That's the College Basketball Experience, airing live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Sports Network. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You know we 
always come back to music. Yeah, that's right, we do. I forgot about that. Yeah. Those engineers got their act together. Yeah, today. you got to come back to music and, uh, you know, to start the show off right. But, hey, we're really going to start this segment of the show off right. Because and we are. Finally, and I am happy to say finally because I, I've just been so excited. It's almost like it's my, my, my rookie year all over again. I've got an opportunity to play with the pros, mm-hmm. but now I get a chance to speak with one of the pros. And it's my understanding that we have, and I'm going to call him, Hall of Fame broadcaster, Pat Summerall. Pat, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? Good. Good. I've got the number one co-host in the world with me here, Fan Man. Hey, Pat. Fan Man. Hey, man. How are you? I'm doing fine. Listen, uh, Pat, I I just, first of all, again, this is Ray, and I I just want to say to you that, uh, you know, as a former player and, and as a fan of the game, I have just always appreciated your talent. Uh, you know, I, I just, you know, I'm honored to, to have you here on the show and just wanted to thank you for calling in. Well, it's me that's got the privilege. Well, uh, to you two guys. well, thank you. And, and well, listen, you, uh, it's my understanding that uh, I think things have worked out, and uh, I think you're going to start your show uh, coming up uh, in September here September. on Voice America. That's correct, the first week of the NFL season. Oh, that's great, and uh, I'm sure you're looking forward to that as as, as we are here and, and all those listeners out there. But uh, anybody in particular that you're going to focus on, you, any particular team? Well, not particularly. I, li- I live in Dallas, so uh, and Jerry Jones is a good friend of mine, the owner, owner of the Cowboys. So uh, I'm closer to the Cowboys than anybody else, but I'm still a fan of the Giants because that's where I played. So there's still some loyalty there. Uh, I don't know that there's any one team that uh, one of the things that I learned over the years in the broadcast booth is that you've got to be objective, or at least you try to be. You do, ma'am, you do uh, get favorites, and you have favorite players and favorite people and favorite teams, but you try not to show it. But uh, I guess if you had to say, are you a fan of a certain team, I'd say the Giants and the Cowboys. Well, I can certainly appreciate that because uh, deep down inside of my heart, you know, I am a fan of of, of the Eagles and, and the Browns. But uh, speaking about the fact that you have to be objective in in, in your perspective, uh, you know, that's actually something that I wanted to ask you about because you know, two of the controversial, more controversial teams that are out there for many reasons and many times uh, is the Dallas Cowboys and now even the uh, the New York Giants. I mean, what's going on with uh, with Manning and Tiki Barber? I, you know, from from a from your perspective, let's say as a broadcaster, uh, you know, and when you went into broadcasting, and perhaps maybe there were still some of your uh, friends who were your former teammates uh, that perhaps maybe could have been playing, or even a player like I know you have a relationship with with Terrell Owens, who you may have uh, become close to after. Does it make it difficult for you to be objective when you broadcast that game? Well, it sure does. I remember back when I first started, uh, and I was doing the Giant games, just the Giant games, and I was an analyst. I kept saying, I was working for CBS, but I kept saying, we got to do this and we got to do that. <laughs> when I got back to New York after be, doing a game in Cleveland, uh, they called me in pretty quickly and said, hey, we don't say we anymore. It's not we. <laughs> You're supposed to be objective, and you got to give the other team, in that case it was the Browns, you got to give them just as much attention as you do your team. And I did have a lot of friends, and it's something I think that you have to you have to guard against, but that's one of the reasons you get hired in the first place. Uh, the, the network people, the broadcast people, whoever runs the show, want you to use uh, your opinion, to insert your opinion and your knowledge of the players. And sometimes, uh, like in Tiki's case, with, with, with E.I. Manning, the thing that you mentioned, uh, it gets kind of touchy. You have to use uh, a little discretion. You have to be handle that kind of thing with kid gloves. 
Yeah, and you know, and and that's what uh, I'm. I'm glad you 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 expanded upon that because I was wondering if if Tiki was trying to uh, make a name for himself as a broadcaster and give an, an insider perspective because he was there during this so-called team meeting of which Peyton had to speak. And, and Pat, I you know I don't think I've got the best broadcast voice either. And and even when I'm addressing or I'm speaking out to the general public, my my voice is uh, you know not as deep and as heavy as others. So for Tiki to take uh, you know take uh, Manning on in that particular case where he obviously was trying to motivate his teammates to make the playoffs. Uh, is that is that kind of crossing the line there, or is that just well, some inside I don't know information? If it is crossing the line or not? Somebody asked him a question, and he was responding to that question. And in in his answer, uh, I happened to see the interview and happened to see Tiki, and I thought that thing that was exactly what was going to happen. Uh, he doesn't have to be that inside. You have to you have to be very careful about what you say because. You don't want to violate a confidence and a friendship in that case, and you don't. Uh, you still, at the same time, would like to be able to answer the question, but you do have to guard your words and you do have to be careful. Uh, but again, you have to go back and remember that's why you were hired in the first place. Maybe not in Tiki's case, because he already had a reputation in the broadcast business. But for the most part, the reason any of us, any of the so-called ex-athletes, uh, are hired is because we have knowledge about what's going on that other people don't have. And Pat, that's exactly right. This is Fan Man. What, what are you uh, with your show coming up on September fourth? What, what are you going to be uh, uh, talking about? Are you going to be more, going more into the the whole complete uh, NFL game day, or are you going to be talking about certain teams, or are you just going to be very opinionated about the way the teams are playing and the way the the coaches and the players are reacting to what's happening, you know, on the field and off the field? Well, I'm just hoping we have time. Uh, you know, on, in all the broadcast years that that I was. Uh, in broadcasting, the years I worked with John Madden and the years before that with uh, mm-hmm. with uh, Tom Brookshire and the games that I did, I really was sort of setting the stage, and I never had a chance to really get down to whatever my opinion might have been. Mm-hmm. And I had some opinions, I just never had a chance to say them. Right, you weren't allowed to say them. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe not allowed, but maybe not even having a chance, and I right. think this is going to give me a chance to right, sort of but, say okay. what I think. Yeah, so I I'm think looking be- forward to that. Yeah, because I think, Pat, as you said, you don't have the chance because when a game is actually, you know, taking place, you're trying to inform, you know, the viewers as to your inside perspective from a former player and actually just, you know, evaluating and assessing that play. So you're more focused on that. But speaking about some things when it comes to your opinion, uh, let me ask you this. Uh, you know, with the things that are going on today in terms of in the media with, with Michael Vick, you know, different things that happen with players. When a player is actually participating in the game and he's actually had some uh, some off-the-field issues, are they expected, the announcers and the broadcasters, to actually uh, bring some insight to that and a perspective to that and talk about that? Or do they want you to focus more on the game itself? Well, it depends on what your role is. If you're the analyst, I think, yes, they want you to discuss uh, what what the player has done, what he's been involved in, whether it's something of a positive nature or something that might be negative. As a play-by-play man, which I was during most of my career, uh, you're supposed to, to, to concentrate on down and distance, and uh, you can give a little bit of background if you want to, if you have a chance to. But you're, you're, you're supposed to keep the people informed on what the score is, what's going on down and distance-wise, uh, what defense you might think they're in, and wh- whose fault you think it was if somebody got beat on a deep pattern or something like that. I think that you're more the mechanic of the broadcast. you got to read commercial cues and, 
and promotional announcements and things like that. The analyst is the man who gets into into opinions, and uh, if somebody's had a bad time or a drug problem or something like that off the field, I think it's pretty much up to the analyst to, to address that issue. Hey Pat, this is Fan Man. On the on the I'm Michael sorry. Vick on the Michael Vick thing, where do you stand with that? I mean, there's, there's a lot of people screaming and yelling that he should be kicked out of football, kicked out of the NFL, throw him in jail. You know, play, what's jail going to be like for the next year or two years, whatever the, whatever the judge uh, sentences sentences him to? But you know, the thing has gotten so out of control and so out of out of balance. Where, where, what are your opinions about Michael Vick? Should he stay in the NFL after the one year because he pleaded guilty to the dog uh, the dog incident? What are your feelings about that? Well, the, 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 what he did, I think, is despicable. I think it's uh, it's a disgrace. I can't imagine how you would let yourself get involved in something like that. But I don't know what Michael Fick, uh, what what he thinks. I don't know how he thinks. I know he has he has pled guilty. He's probably going to jail. Uh, I'm a firm believer, and I had a second chance in life myself, and so I'm a firm believer that you ought to have a second chance. I think if he pays his due to society, as he probably will when he goes to jail. Uh, I'm not against him getting a second chance. I'm not so, against anybody. So, so in other words, chance. he should be he, he should be uh, getting involved with PETA and speaking out about cruelty to animals. That would be one good way to get the people back on his side. If they would do that, I'm if, not sure that right. PETA would uh, would accept him as a spokesman. I don't think so. Right. Certainly so not I, at this point, but I think everybody ought to get a second chance. I'm well, I know I I do too, and I I uh, you know Michael Vick is a great quarterback. He's a great player, uh, and I was kind of I was kind of like shocked that when when I heard about that, and I go, you know, is this really Really true. I mean, are they just blowing this out of proportion to get some get some uh, bad bad PR on him? And then all of a sudden, it did come out to be true. And I think you know, once he serves and he learns his lesson, that uh, my feeling has always been to Ray. And I said, Ray, what team, what NFL team would pick him up with this ty- type of baggage? There's so many dog I owners. Don't know. That that's my thing is I mean if I was an owner of an NFL team and I'm going wait a minute yeah he's a great player but what's what's the backlash going to be here or is it just about winning and and that's it? I mean, well, I think number one, uh, my only criticism of what you say is I think we use the word great too many times in our descriptions. I don't think he ever was a great player. Mm-hmm. He's a marvelous athlete, yes, but I don't think if you look at the record, his record as a quarterback, I don't think he was ever a great player. I think we overused great. Mm-hmm. He was a, a wonderful performer, a wonderful athlete, but great player, I don't think uh, his track record says that he was a great player. You know, getting back there have been, I've seen a lot of great players, right. and I wouldn't to... put him in that category, but... Uh, you're, he certainly, uh, and he was one of the, one of the banner carriers for the NFL, carriers right. for the NFL and for the Atlanta Falcons, certainly. And, uh, he's, he's a commodity that, that could turn you in, I think, from a, from a mediocre team to a respectable team. Mm-hmm. So, if he gets that chance, I hope he does. Well, uh, Pat, you know, it's interesting you say that because what I like to do is I like to talk a little bit about football. And, uh, you know, I know, I know one of the teams <laughs> of which you've said that, uh, that you follow, and that's because you live in the area, is the, uh, Dallas Cowboys. And, right. and I gotta admit, as a, as, as a kid growing up, there were two teams that I followed, uh, living there in Canton, Ohio, followed the Cleveland Browns, of course, but also, uh, I guess everybody followed America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. And, uh, what do you think about them? What do they look like this year? Have you, you seen, seen them play a couple times? I have seen them play a couple of times. I've been out to a couple of their practices. Uh, they look, if everybody would perform like they're supposed to perform, the scouting report on them, uh, if everybody did, uh, if a lot of the players that they have do what they're supposed to do and be what they're supposed to be, then the Cowboys will be uh, a good team, a contending team. That well, is if everybody lives up to reputation. But how many, as you know, how many times does that happen? 
Yeah, you're right about that. And I, I know one thing that I can look at, and uh, the reputation speaks for itself based upon their performance, and they, they've got two very good running backs. Yes, they do, and I think those two guys have, have exhibited their talents uh, in the two preseason games they played and, and certainly did in training camp as well. That's a good problem to have, a pleasant problem to have if you're, if you're Wade Phillips. Yeah, you're exactly right, and that's uh, that, that's one of the concerns that I have here as I look at the Arizona Cardinals and, and I look at our uh, the position of running back in uh, Edron James, of which uh, you know has been one that's performed extremely well when he was uh, with the Indianapolis Colts. Right. But uh, you know, I look at it, and, and, and I've used the term a few times, which I've been criticized by Pac-Man by using the term of uh, he's in his uh, senior years as a running back, but. Um, have you got a chance to see this team at all here in uh, in Arizona, and do you have an opinion about them? I did see them one time last year. I did some games. Uh, they asked me if I would do the Cotton Bowl last year, which I said I would like to do, but uh, I needed some, some warming up and some preparation. So I did uh, one of the Arizona games, uh, and I, I was impressed with, the, with, number one, their quarterback, and I knew of the problems that Adrian James was having at the time. Uh, he's a marvelous talent. And always has been. I'm not sure if he can carry the whole load again. Uh, so I don't know about the Cardinals. I, I really do like the quarterback, though. Well, Pat, you know what? I'm an Edwin James fan, and I, he was really good in uh, in, Bald- in, uh, in Indianapolis. When he got here, I said, you know, if that O line can open up the holes for him, he's he's going to be able to be able to put those jets on and take off. And that has not happened at all. No. And I still I still think that if they give him that hole, he he's going to be able to take off. Liner though, and that's the quarterback, Matt Liner, and he was thrown into the game last year when. Um, um, Kurt, Warner. Kurt Warner got hurt, and there was a snap or a fumble, whatever happened, and they they took him out and they threw Matt Leinart in, and Leinart was you know was being chased all over the field because that O line couldn't protect him. So this year, we're the fans here in Phoenix are expecting Leinart to step up to the plate and let's let's take it to the next level because the fans here have been suffering for a long time. Yes, they have. I played with that franchise when they were in Chicago, and they were suffering at that time. But they've been suffering. They, the, the fans here say that there's a curse on the team from the Bidwise. Who knows? <laughs> That's but, what they say. Uh, the key to the whole thing is what you were talking about, the offensive line. If they can give him some time, I think certainly he, he has the knowledge and has, has the dedication to pick a defensive apart. And he's got the physical ability. So I like him very, very much. Hey, Pat, we have a caller, and I'm sure this caller would probably like to speak to you more than he'd like to speak to Fan Man or myself. <laughs> so, hey, hey, Dan, are you on the line? Well, this is Dick. It's, it's Dick. Dick. I'm sorry. Okay, Dick. Uh, sure. Uh, we've got, uh, of course, uh, Pat Summer on the line here, and we thank you for calling in. Is there something you'd like to say? Absolutely. Uh, number one, uh, I grew up listening to Ray Scott. I worked with Ray Scott Dad, for a I know long that, time. Uh, that you, I believe, followed in his footsteps. And so when Ray retired and moved to Rio Verde, he started an advertising agency out here. Mm-hmm. And it was called Perry Sturgis and Scott. And he spoke so highly of you that I became enamored with the way you broadcasted games in terms of you didn't have to announce a game on television the same way you did on the radio. And I just wanted you to know that I appreciated that so much. Thank you. I had the opportunity to work with Ray Scott for six and a half years. I was the analyst. I know. So I worked with him, and uh, I admired the way he worked. Uh, he was uh, he was the consummate professional. I can't tell you how much I admired what he did in his preparation. And uh, 
he realized more, I think, than anybody else who's done the games that you don't have to tell people what they can see. It's a visual medium. And uh, I remember one of my bosses at CBS told me one time, you should pattern whatever you do after Ray Scott because I'll never criticize you for saying too little. And, again, you don't have to tell people what they can see. So and when, when I started to uh, do golf for one of my producers. I'm sorry, what? When you started as a broadcaster, you did or you acted or you took you took over games yes. in the same way Ray did. And no one can tell me, because Ray told me so many times, that he was a Packers fan. He was the voice of the Green Bay Packers. Yep. And he loved it. And there was no doubt in his mind, or they loved him. mind that that was a team that he supported. Right. And I think that's the way it should be. I don't have any problem with that at all. Uh, well, I don't know if you heard our discussion about uh, being impartial or not at the beginning of our conversation. Oh, I did. I've been listening to every word. Oh, I see. It's uh, almost impossible not to. The uh, the one question that I that I that I did kind of have is most of these games come down to let's say three points or six points or seven points. I mean, they're close games. And all it takes is one mental mistake to win or lose a game. But what I think some of the broadcasters fail to focus on, and tell me your feelings on this, is they place too much blame, if you will, on the quarterback when, in fact, the receiver can run a wrong route, a defensive back can run around, run, run poor coverage, and accidentally end up in the right position. And I'm not sure they do enough analysis as to what caused the problems. How do you feel about that? Well, I think number one, it's a very long question. That's a loaded question. <laughs> hey Pat, we'll get. Hey a Pat, loaded it, question. Hey Pat, you never know. That one of the things that uh, that I think that somebody who never played uh, will ever understand is those things that you talked about: who blew a coverage, who ran the wrong pattern. Uh, who missed the block? Uh, what kind of defense was supposed to be called? You never know that. And for an analyst or a play-by-play man to go on the air and say, this, so-and-so got beaten because he didn't do this, uh, I think that's presuming a lot. You never uh, know that. Okay, Pat and Dick, uh, we have to go. Dick, thank you for calling in. Pat, can you stay on for a little bit more? Do you have more time to spend with us? or do sure. you? Okay, great. We'll be right down. A couple more minutes? Okay, great. We have to take a break. You're listening to The Ray Ellis Show along with Pat Summerall and Fan Man on the Voice America Sports Radio Network, and we'll be right back after this. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. That's how it's done, baby, right there. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. 
despise her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum, or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Here it is, sports fans, the Arthur A.G. Sports Radio Show, where we talk about sports and everything in between, from high school to college sports, right up to the pros. Join host Arthur A.G., co-star of the 1994 sports documentary, Hoop Dreams, for the Arthur A.G. Sports Radio Show every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 Eastern, premiering on the Voice America Sports Channel. Arthur will host a variety of guests and will give the average fan a platform to voice his or her opinion about how sports play a significant role in our society. Get set for hard-hitting topics that cut to the soul of sports. See the sports industry through the eyes of the kid in the city and the kid in the suburbs. Hear from the businessmen and, yes, women from around the world. Whatever your passion is, football, basketball, baseball, golf, soccer, NASCAR, or hockey, the Arthur A.G. Sports Radio Show is for you. That's every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific time right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. We just say it like it is. And you can, too. Internet Sports Talk Radio. Voice America Sports. Here's that music again. The music never goes away. The music is yeah, a but part they're changing, of the show. They're changing the music a little bit. It's a part of the show. Oh, okay. It makes the show what it is. Anyway, uh, we're back. You're listening to Ray Ellis, with, of course, with Fan Man on the Ray Ellis Sports Show on VoiceAmericaSportsRadio.com. We have Pat Summerall on the air. Pat, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, Pat, we have Jim from Seattle on hold. Jim, are you on the air? You're on hey, the air, Jim. Uh, good. Nice to talk to you guys. An honor to talk to Pat. Uh, great to hear you on the radio. Thank you. Um, hey, Pat, I know you guys... Excited for football, I am too, but one of my great memories uh, were all your many years on CBS covering the U.S. Open, right? U.S. Open tennis you're talking about. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes, I do. What do you think of what's coming up there, and uh, if, if you don't mind, what do you think of the announcers that are out there today? Well, when I first started the U.S. Open, it was uh, just simply a weekend job of two or three hours. We had uh, a Saturday when we had to fill a couple of hours, and a Sunday when we filled three. And so it wasn't nearly the major event that it's become, and uh, that's both attendance-wise and money-wise and broadcast-wise. So it's become a much more complicated and much more difficult job. But uh, I look forward to, to watching tennis. I love tennis. I played tennis as a kid. I won the Florida championship when I was 16. Uh, so I've been interested in tennis all my life. So it, it, it's something that I miss a lot, not not the, the opportunity uh, to not be there and not have uh, immediate access to the players and not have a chance to watch it as intently as I did when I was broadcasting it. So I think it shapes up to be another great event. Roger Federer is maybe the best of all time. I'm not sure about that because I saw some pretty good ones in my day. But, my gosh, uh, he's, he looks almost unbeatable, especially on that surface. Yeah, have you seen him play in person? Does he look? Yes, good? I have. A couple yeah, of times. How's he stack up against like the Sampras's and the Lavers and? Well, know? Pete Sampras was uh, was close to being his equal. Laver was certainly Lewis Hode. I don't even remember him or not, but he was he was uh, close to being as good as Federer was, but uh, or is. Uh, I, it would be hard to say who's the greatest of all time. Sampras would be close to the top, and I think Federer would certainly be close to the top. 
So, good. Jim, you're, Jim, you're from Seattle. What do you you have a question about the Seahawks to, to Pat, or how the Seahawks yeah, going to do this year? You know, they're they're getting a little bit older, and uh, they've had a great run for almost, I guess, it's four years. Do you think they've got one more run left in them this year? I think so. I think as as long as Mike Holmgren is the head man, I have great respect for him. I've known him for years, and I know what a good coach he is. Uh, he'll find a way to keep him close to the top, certainly. Hey, Pat, this is Ray. He, you know, he didn't look too uh, happy on the sidelines when they were getting blown out in that preseason game. Did you did you see his, the look on his face on the sidelines? He lines? has never looked too happy on the sidelines, <laughs> even in the, in the heyday years at, uh, at Green Bay. He didn't look too happy on the sidelines. He just doesn't have that happy look. Yeah, he, he he's a great coach though, and yeah. you, you talk about Green Bay. You know his days on the sidelines of seeing uh, Green Bay, but uh, uh, he came out of that uh, San Francisco program. Right. Uh, can you can you talk about, of course, the, the great coach uh, of which we just uh, you know funeralized, uh, you know, out of uh, San Francisco, Bill Walsh? You got any memories of Coach Walsh? Oh yeah, he was a great friend. I remember. This is sort of not a memory of Bill Walsh, but in a way it is. I know. When we did a game of the 49er games, of which we did a lot of them because they were the number one team, John Madden, when he got to the booth, he wouldn't come down on the field. He stayed up in the booth and watched what I was doing when I went down to the field before the game, watched with the binoculars. He would see who I was talking to when I got back to the booth to start the broadcast. John would say, what were you talking about? So I spent a long time with, with Bill Walsh mm-hmm. uh, before one game at Candlestick Park, or as it was known then. When I got back to the booth, said I, John said to me, I see you were talking to Walt. And I said, yeah. He said, what were you talking about? He thought we were talking about some offensive secret or some new play he had or something like that. And actually, Walt was telling me about a hot stock that he had just bought. <laughs> <laughs> so I told John, and I said, you're never going to ask me that question again, are you? He That's said, funny. no, but what was the stock? So uh, Walt was a good friend, and my gosh, what a great man he was, what a... What a what a brilliant man he was! I don't think I'd like to know what his IQ was because he he was such a smart coach in addition to being most innovative and uh, just a wonderful human being. Hey Pat, I'm sorry I got to do this, but you know, boy, I'm I'm again in heaven. But I got to share your time with other folks, and we have a a, a lady on the phone that we like to get a, a woman's perspective at different times on the show. Uh, Kathy, are you there? Yes, I am. Sure, Kathy, welcome. You've got Pat Summerall and Fanman on the line. You have a question? I just have one question for Pat. Um, does he think that there might be competition between the two Arizona uh, quarterbacks, Matt Leinart and Kurt Warner? Well, I think Kurt, Kurt Warner certainly has uh, has proven whatever his case might be. Uh, I don't think there's a, there's a competition between them. I think it's Leinart who's the number one man, and I think Kurt has probably accepted the fact that he's going to be the backup. So I, I can't uh, I can't foresee that there'll be a problem between the two of them. You know, it's interesting you say that, Pat, because I know Fan Man's going to get on me because of the fact that I, you know, I've looked at the two and I've looked at the performance in preseason, and I think the only reason, as I look at this franchise, what happened in uh, the last few years mm-hmm. was that uh, Kurt came in here with uh, an offensive line and a team. That just hasn't hadn't learned how to win, and he was a proven winner. He came in with the opportunity, and he was a starting quarterback until he got injured. And then, of course, well, Coach Green put Matt in, and yeah. then you know, Denny Green chips uh, fell where they did. He was uh, all the quarterbacks got hurt here. I mean, you know, Kurt Warner's a great quarterback. He comes in and, and he gets hurt. 
And he sits on the bench, and then they throw Leonard in. Well, many times it happens with 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 some of the older players. We're faced with it in Philadelphia, where uh, you know all of a sudden, uh, you know, we lose a middle linebacker there, who after uh, so many years has played uh, great football, and they decide right. they're going to go with younger and fresher legs. So uh, you think that's what it is here? They decide to go in a different direction with the younger guy, and or do so. you think I he's think a better quarterback? It's inevitable. I hate to say it happens, but it does. Um, <laughs> It happens at every position, as you mentioned in Philadelphia, where Jeremiah Trotter was released, what, yesterday or the day yeah. before? Two yeah. days ago. And he's been such a mainstay of that defense for such a long time. Yep. But, uh, you know, you think, the same thing happens. Yeah. You get old. Hey, Pat, do you think... They start looking for younger legs and younger arms. Hey, Pat, do you think Jeremiah is going to show up someplace else in another NFL team? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised I would either. somebody who's short of linebackers, if there is anybody, a team like I don't know immediately... But I would think so. Well, that kind of hurt me because I'm an Eagles fan. I was really upset about that. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't too happy about that thing. Kathy from Kansas City, thank you very much for calling in. And we have Pat uh, Summer on the show. If you'd like to call in and say hi to Pat, 866-472-5788. Again, 866-472-5788. And Pat's show will be uh, starting on Voice America Sports. That'll be on September 4th at noon Pacific, and that'll be 2 o'clock Central. And Pat, uh, can you tell us more about what you're going to be doing on the show, uh, what kind of guests you'll be uh, having on the show uh, for all the fans in the U.S. and Canada? Well, gosh, uh, I've met so many people uh, over the years that I'm, uh, most of the guests, because the football show, it's going to be a football show revolving around football, so most mm-hmm. of the guests on the show will be up, up from the football teams and from the teams that I've covered over the years. Like I think the first guest is scheduled to be down, John Madden. That's a convenient guest for me because we and I, he and I worked together for so long. Right. But uh, it's going to be my look, my view. It's going to be my opinion in some cases. Uh, in, in a lot of cases, it's going to be interviews uh, at length, and uh, we're going to have a chance to talk to the public as well. Pat, you mentioned a name there, and 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 you've uh, I think we've been scolded about using that uh, that adjective great, uh, but I, I I want to say you know one of the great coaches uh, you know to ever you know coach the game, and certainly I think. Maybe you guys should go in. There should be two busts at one time. John's already in, I think, for a coach. He should go in as a broadcaster because that was a tandem unlike any that ever existed before. And, and you said a little bit about, you know, about coach and uh, him wondering what you guys were talking about there. How, how was that to work with him in, in the booth? Was that, uh, you know, something that uh, that you never knew what to expect from John, or how was that? Well, you always knew what to expect, and you always knew that, that he was going to be very well prepared because he worked and worked on his preparation and looked at film and looked at tape and he got to know the players and the mannerisms as well as anybody. So I knew he was always going to be prepared. Uh, I had great respect for him because he had that ability to to articulate uh, the things that he saw in a very short amount of time. I think that's one of the things that people don't realize is that the analyst uh, has a point to make, but he has a limited amount of time to make it in. And John had that ability and has that ability to, to make something make sense in a very brief period of time. I just, uh, we had a mutual respect for each other as much uh, as anything else, I think. And uh, we had that, whatever that chemistry is that, that goes together. He didn't interrupt me when I was speaking, and I didn't interrupt him when he was speaking. And we just had, we sort of had that from the very beginning. So that's something that uh, I don't know how you practice that. 
But I think that's just uh, uh, we have that here, right? I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I think that's just <laughs> that's just a chemistry, and 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 it's yeah. almost like a marriage. You know, when when the right when that's you right. meet the right person to marry them, and whoever decided to put the two of you together, and I don't know how that happened, but whoever decided to put the two of you in the booth together, that, without a doubt, it probably made the best decision. That was that was a brilliant and, move, and it took football broadcasting to a whole different level, and it still hasn't. Hey, uh, hey Pat, I have a question about uh, yeah. the, to play-by-play announcers, and and what, how do you feel about the the current play-by-play announcers? Coming up the, the ladder at CBS and Fox. I mean, some of the announcers I've seen, they haven't impressed me at all. Well, I sort of made it a, 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 a philosophy or a, a, a thing that I did uh, never to criticize the people or evaluate people who are in the same business that I was in. Mm-hmm. So uh, there are a lot of people I enjoy, there are a lot of people I don't enjoy. Some people mm-hmm. I think uh, I can tell when they're prepared, and some people I can tell when they know about the game. and i just rather not uh, get into the business of evaluating who I like and who I don't like. Okay. Well, Pat, uh, you know, we've had you on for quite a bit of time, and we certainly appreciate the fact that well, you took the time you out. Well, thank you for the to, opportunity. Oh, it, it's been our pleasure, and uh, we wish you uh, all the luck in the world for your upcoming show. Thank uh, you. I think we've got to take time out to uh, pay a few bills here. But uh, we look forward to the show, and that date, the first date of the show is, the show is September, be- September 4th at uh, noon Pacific, 2 o'clock Central. And, Pat, thank you very much for being on the air with us. We really appreciate it, and uh, we'll be listening to you September 4th. Thank you very much, guys. Good to be with you. Okay, thank you, Pat. Bye-bye. Thanks, Bye-bye. Pat. You're listening to Voice America Sports, where we have... A lot of great guests, don't Man, we? We've had, on the Ray Ellis we had, show, we had a great guest today. It's <laughs> great been guest. A, having a great time, and uh, I guess we got to pay some bills. We got to so, pay some uh, bills, so we'll be right back. We just say it like it is, and you can too. Internet Sports Talk Radio, the Voice America Sports. Race fans, it's time to tune into Race Talk Radio Rewind and get the news from the cars and the stars in auto racing from all over the country. Sit down, strap in, and sound off with host and my friend, Dennis Michelson, freelance NASCAR writer and a big race fan himself. Race Talk Radio airs live on the Voice America Sports Channel every Wednesday afternoon at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Racetalkradio.com features the official Internet radio shows for the ARCA Remax and ASA Late Model Series. We feature the only NASCAR Top 20 poll that gets the NASCAR press and fans involved in the voting every week. Now that's something to wag your tail at. Tune into Race Talk Radio Rewind with host Dennis Michelson for exclusive racing features and the best interviews from our Racetalkradio.com network of racing shows. That's every Wednesday afternoon at 12 p.m. PST and 3 p.m. EST on the Voice America Sports Channel. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree.
despise her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. His foot is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. I'm sleeping again. I knew that music was coming. You know, yeah, it always comes. Uh, always at the 50 break, 10 minutes before the yeah, hour. Yeah, but there's always a little lag there, so you're right. not sure if we're coming back. Yeah, I didn't know if we were but coming we're back. back. I didn't know what we were doing. We're back, and I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm happy to be back. And, uh, you know, that was a, I'm that happy was a, to be that was a great time spending yeah. some time with uh, yeah. Pat Summerall. You got one of the, the best. his the, perspective. He's the greatest play-by-play announcer ever to call a game. Yeah, he, I mean, he and, and as I is. said, he and that team, I think that he and John, no doubt, should have a bus, you know, if they can make something that's kind of connected and put those two into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Yeah. And I'll be sure to go I, back I, home I, I totally it. agree. I think that, uh, you know, John Madden is going to be the first guest on the Pat Summerall Show. That'll be September 4th at noon Pacific. Uh, you heard it right from Pat's mouth. Yeah, and you know, one thing about it, you know, when I, when I was asking my question about, you know, what was it like, you know, to be in that booth with John, you know, did, you know, was it a thing where you didn't know what to expect? And, and, and I meant that from... As somebody who watches the game and the comments that, of course, that John makes, I mean, he he knows the game as but well. But you, you know what it is, Ray? He added so much animation to it. And it was so right. exciting. You know what it was? When Pat called the game, Pat would say, you know, here's what happened. That it's, it's you know, it's third down, two yards to go, and the play is just so dramatic that Madden picks right up off of uh, off of Summerall and explains the play and makes it even more exciting. He does. And, I mean, they, and that's and, what and, makes a broadcast what well, it yeah. is. If it's not, if it's boring, nobody's going to well, watch well, the see, game. That's why. I brought the uh, the question up to him. What do you think about today's television announcers? And he didn't want to answer that because you know it's he doesn't want to go down on on the people that you know you, you, well, know, you know what that means. His, so, he's what? the ultimate professional. Yeah, he is the professional. Ultimate. I, but I, I mean, you from know. a fan point, I'm lo- listening to these guys and. I listened to Pat Summer on Jad Madden for years as well as you did and everybody else listening to this broadcast right now. But you listen to these new guys coming up and I'm going, you know what? They don't have that, that they don't have that marriage. They don't have that, that mentality that those two had to make it so exciting. Every Sunday you couldn't wait to watch the game. Those guys were part of your family. They were in there. They're explaining the game and making it well, so exciting. You know what? You gotta I, stop and think about it. You've got I, 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 two I, people who were very close to the game. Athletes who played the game as well as you know, right. Hall of Fame coach. They were coach. both athletes, right? And they were Hall of Fame, and you know, Hall of Fame, Fame coach, yeah. player, and so that's why it was so good. But listen, let's talk a little bit about our our Cardinals. Pat um, said we can't say that after getting off the after getting <laughs> off the air with Pat Summerall. I don't know if I want to talk, speak about the. Cardinals. No, I want to talk about the Cardinals because they finally made some changes. And well, they got to make a lot of your changes. Your favorite team in yeah. America, the Philadelphia Eagles. That's right. Has somebody who's probably who's finally come to this team, R- uh, Rodrick Hood, and brought a, uh, a yeah. let's say an attitude. And an attitude. That's why he's there. And he's right? broken into a starting line. Well, see, he came out of the Philadelphia Eagles organization, and then you got the Pittsburgh people, you know, with the coach and and Russ Grimm and all these other people. From most of it's the NFC East coming into. The Cardinals, where the Cardinals used to play in the NFC East and always lost, as Pat just said. <laughs> I mean, everybody always beat them. Um, it has to change. 
Well, they, they, one it, thing about they, what, Roger, to, what, what Roger understand, what, what? understands is the fact that you can't come here and you can't make mistakes. And they've been making mistakes on the defensive side of the ball, mental mistakes. They may make, but see, that, that should be, this, this has to be cleared up by this, the, the third and fourth game. This game, this game coming up, uh, Saturday, I think it's Saturday, with San Diego, they better show that they got their stuff together because if they, if they don't have it together, uh, I don't know. I mean, too, there's a lot of mistakes. I mean, they should have won the, uh, the second game. The first game, I can see it, but the second game, I mean, the first game they came out kind of, you know, not sure of themselves. The second game was a little bit better. The third and fourth game, uh, Ways and Hunt has to have this team together ready to go into the, into the season. Uh, a lot of people have been saying in town here that, you know, there's a lot of, uh, he doesn't want to show his cards or, Forget the pun, but show his, show the playbook. They're just trying to work out the players and see who's going to fit. But they already made a decision on that cornerback where um, Raleigh is just he, he had penalties left and right, always missing his uh, his assignment. Where Hood comes in from the Eagles and Hood says, "Hey, I'm taking this. I'm getting you out of here. I'm getting. I'm going to show you that I can play and I'm going to be the guy in the corner." And I think that was a great move by Wisdom. Well, well, you're you're exactly right. And so we've got we've had a little shakeup in the, in the defensive secondary and uh, perhaps. Maybe maybe a shake up at the tight end position because he's still not happy with his uh, with his tight end. He hasn't found a tight end yet anybody he feels comfortable with uh, to go into this uh, this mm-hmm. season. But uh, you know this 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 last game coming up here. Uh, well, not the last game, but the third game. This is which I told talked to you about the last time. Uh, this is extremely important because they're going to go into this game with what they feel is going to be the starters for the first game of the year, and they're going to let these guys play a full half, a minimum of a half. And so we will truly get a team, uh, an opportunity to look at our team from the defensive side of the ball and the offensive side okay, of the ball so you and think make an assessment he's of how a, good we are. Okay, he's, a, he's, a, he's actually going to play in the first and second quarter all the way through. I yes. mean, this is the, the starting team. So this we're going to get a, a good idea, fans, of what we, what we uh, are going to expect from this team for this upcoming season. Everybody should tune in this Everybody. game I'm and watch in. it. And I think it's going to come on. It's, on. it's on Saturday. I think it's on Saturday, but it's blacked out. I don't think it's blacked out. No, the I not Stadium sold out. It's well, sold it's out in San Diego, right. so it's it, it's an away uh, game. Is it? Is it? No, it's San Diego at Arizona. Okay, so it's, so it's sold, well, sold out. We're sold out. So anyway, it'll be, be on like television. That. Now, here's the funny thing. Every time the game's on, I call Ray from calls home and calls. Why home. do you he call me ask, when the game is on? Because I want to show you. See the Cardinals. You see what they did. See the mistakes they made. Well, if I'm not at the game, if I'm home, and I'm, I'm going to watch the game, so I'm not going to. You know, I'm going to. Anyway, anyway, so Pat Summerall basically is going to be on September 4th at noon. That'll be two o'clock uh, Central Time. John Madden will be his first uh, guest uh, host uh, on his show to talk about the NFL upcoming season, Super Bowl, and a lot of other goodies. And of course, we're going to have uh, talking about the Cardinals and the NFL. Just well, one other thing, Larry Johnson. Not sure he's going to be ready by opening day in Kansas City. Oh no! Listen, listen. He's going to be ready. <laughs> they, you sure? They, they guaranteed this man nineteen million dollars. If he's not ready, they're going to push him out there, and he's going to be ready. You always talk about guys earning their their salaries or their income. Twenty five day holdout. He, well, listen. So you think they're going to throw him out there? Some, he's going. To, yeah, he's got to be ready. Well, you how do what? you ask for nineteen million dollars and then show up and not be ready? Wait, and that's just a guaranteed but, money. But he's been out 25 days out of training camp. He got the money. Now he's he was, in. And he was here in Arizona working out. Let me right. just say this about Larry Anyways. Johnson. Larry Johnson probably is the biggest workhorse that ever existed besides Earl Campbell back in the day. Uh-huh. He's a big, strong running back out of Penn State a few years back. And he, even when he came into the league, Dick Vermeil for some reason or another, didn't put him right in because they had a good running back right. you know, in yeah. Kansas City then. But right. Larry wants to be the man, and so he's going to come in. He's going to be the man because their running game has stunk during this preseason. 
Yeah, he was uh, working out here in Arizona and while his teammates were in Wisconsin. Anyway, so younger, he's, fresher younger, legs. Fresher. That's what people are looking for. If, the, Fast. if you can get rid of a, a linebacker because he doesn't have right. strong, young, fast legs, you certainly can do that at the running back position. And I think we need to try to find where our younger, faster legs Well, they got J.J. Arrington. J.J. Arrington should looks be playing good. a lot more. He looks really good. They should be playing him more. Anyway, we're, we have one minute to the end of the show. Ray. Well, so you, you, Michael Ray, Vick. Ray. Michael huh? Vick. Michael pled guilty. My, who? He's going to plead. Yeah, he pled guilty. He's done. So what? Okay. I'm going to put you on the spot. Who's going to win this game? Arizona, San Diego. Who's going to win? Well, what we'll do is what, what, what the true <laughs> measurement is, is we will measure who will win the first half. No, no. Who, That's okay. what's really important. Okay, the first half. The who's starters. Gonna, who's going to win the game? We'll, we'll win. Okay, Arizona's going to we'll outperform Arizona, okay. their starters in this particular game. And probably They're going to outperform without LT. Now, LT is not playing. So what? So what? That's not my fault. No, not, well, I'm just saying. If they don't play so, him, they okay. don't play him. I'm saying San Diego's going to win the first half. Okay. I'm taking you on. You, I'm calling so. you out. I just called you out. San Diego is going to win the first half. You it's heard it here pre-season. from Sandman. It's, I don't care. It's preseason. It's, it's, it's getting closer to the season. It's the third preseason game. they got to have their act together. That first half, I'm, I'm saying San Diego by uh, I'm saying San Diego by 14. You know, you sound just like a fan. It's like our no, kicker who runs fan. out during the, you know, during the, uh, what is it, the preseason game and slides on his knees because he makes a fit <laughs> of, of about, what, anyway. 60 yards? It doesn't even count. Anyway, thanks for uh, listening, fans. Uh, everybody out there in the U.S. Show. and Canada. It's a great show. Pat Summerall, again, thank you to you for calling in. We really appreciated that. And you're listening to the Voice America Sports Radio Network. That's voiceamericasports.com. You're listening to the Ray Ellis Show. And my name is Fan Man, and Ray has to say his favorite thing that he always says. Yeah, it's out of respect for those who came before me, a great man by the name of Jaime Williams. And now I will say, as always, I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. See